you're listening to Behind the Experience with Sense Group, where your host, Mark Benedict, speaks to forward-thinking leaders, marketers, and innovators about the current state and future of brand experiences. Thanks for tuning in to Behind the Experience. I'm your host, Mark Benedict, co-founder and director of Sense Group here in Sydney. Look, today's podcast is part of our series dedicated to our COVID toolkit. Uh, The toolkit curates global experts, data analytics and creative ideas to help brands come out the other side of this crisis stronger than ever through the power of brand experiences. So for more information on that, you can visit our website at sensegroup.com.au. Now, look, for today, today's guest works for one of Australia's most well-known technology industry success stories, uh, Atlassian, co-founded by Mike Cannon-Brooks and Scott Farquhar. Atlassian makes products to help teams all over the planet advance humanity through the power of software, and their mission is to help unleash the potential of every team. So their products literally help teams stay connected and manage projects. So I really wanted to know how a company like Atlassian manages their own teams in times like this. So look, I'm really excited today to be talking with Verity Bell, the Global Head of Events and Engagement at Atlassian. So Verity has over nine years of experience working directly for Atlassian and is responsible for ensuring the global consistency of events across eight Atlassian offices and offers support to the Sydney Experience team and events teams globally. She's also responsible for championing Atlassian values to staff and just simply executing awesome events and experiences. So Verity, thank you very much for taking the time to join us today on the show. Thanks so much for the chat. Yeah, really looking forward to it. And obviously being a tech company, we have a, a love of tech companies in the work that we do particularly. So I'm really uh, interested to, to see how you guys are doing and, and, and hear of some of the interesting things that you have um, been doing since lockdown has begun. I think, um, you know, Atlassian is a, is a really well-regarded company in Australia. So, um, and having that, you know, almost, I guess, pressure of having to manage teams remotely and having programs that, uh, and software that does that, I think yeah. uh, a lot of people will be interested to see how a company like yourselves are, are sort of uh, managing right now. So, I guess for people who um, don't, don't know you or don't know a lot about Atlassian, do you want to just give us a little bit of a background on yourself and, and your day-to-day role? at the company? Sure. So um, I am part of the workplace experience team at Atlassian. So our team more broadly sort of encompasses everything um, that Atlassian sort of touch from our buildings and real estate um, through to guest services, reception, um, our kitchens. um, And my part of that puzzle is the events and engagement side. So I um, produce events and activities and activations for Atlassian staff. um, And we do that sort of um, to keep the community together to help Atlassians feel at home and find sort of a, 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 a belonging at work as well so um, that they can do the best work with their teams um, by having sort of strong social connections as well. So how, how many teams or how many people are there actually in Atlassian these days? Because it started off, I guess, in Australia, but you're across eight offices. Yeah, so we're, we're still Sydney um 
space. So we've got our HQ in Sydney um, with all our other offices as well. Sydney's uh, still our biggest site at the moment. Um, we're at about two and a half thousand people, I think, and we're heading towards 5,000 globally. So um, wow. that's sort of where we're steering our ship at the moment is to um, 5,000 Atlassians and what that looks like. Wow. So you've got 5,000 people with opinions about the kind of stuff that you're doing within the office. That sounds, oh, yeah. <laughs> that sounds, <laughs> sounds like a tough gig. Well, one of our uh, values of our company is uh, open company, no bullshit. And um, we definitely have open company and uh, people, there's not a lot of bullshit with people's opinions sometimes too. So, well, <laughs> that's a good thing. Maybe you get it. You're getting, the, you're getting direct feedback. We get lots of good feedback. Yes, lots of <laughs> so look, I mean, tell me how how has the the COVID nineteen the coronavirus affected the Atlassian business from your perspective? I guess in terms of the things that you're doing for the team, and and I imagine you know being in the tech industry, there was a certain proportion of of your staff that perhaps worked remotely already. But I mean, what's 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 been the sort of the key things that has really changed for you guys? Um. We, I think we were pretty lucky. We were sort of set up um, for success in a lot more ways than a lot of companies um, in regards to remote working. We already had a fairly large remote um, contingency and we are quite a flexible workplace anyway. So even um, myself personally, I work from home at least once a week. Um, so, and our, and our products obviously are... Um, web-based and made for collaboration so great we already had the tools in place and we were used to that um we still it's still been a big change for us though to not have that physical office um, and um i think people we've we've had to have a lot of empathy um for everybody's unique sort of individual situation um everybody's sort of dealing with this larger crisis in different ways and especially because we're global as well they're hitting um it's hitting different people in different countries in different ways as well so um we've sort of had to adapt to be more flexible not just in working but also in that in that personal life as well it's interesting what you mentioned there about empathy too i think that's a really key word because there's a lot of brands these days talking about the out, coming out the other side and perhaps having that empathetic uh, view of how they market to consumers. But at the same time, I guess internally having that empathy for your staff and having to understand everyone's individual situations, particularly working from home. Some people have kids, some people um, don't. So everyone's got a unique set of challenges going on. Has that found have you found that that sort of filtered through into some of the the systems or initiatives you've had to put in place like really having to think about Mm -hmm. the multitude of of situations and and how you deal with that yeah absolutely um we even just down to sort of um we have a a program of events that would normally be on site um workshops sort of activities social things and um we found that um the the sort of topics and things that we're exploring in our workshops and our talks have naturally skewed towards um things like resilience and 
working with your partner from home and um, sort of how to manage anxiety. Um, so we've been focusing in on that. Um, there's a there's a um, a week coming up called Resilience Week where we're um, focusing on um, helping Atlassians build resistance. Uh, not resistance. Sorry, Atlassians build resilience. Yeah. Um, and cope with all of those sort of um, stresses and anxieties and things like that. So we're doing webinars and a whole bunch of programs to support um, Atlassians in mindfulness and just looking after ourselves. And that's coming from the exec level down, which is which is beautiful. Um, we're very much, as a company, aware um, of the increased stress and anxiety um, on our staff at this time. So a lot of what we've been doing has been honing in on that and um, yep. sort of helping everybody find that right balance, yeah. And did you do much of that kind of uh, that kind of uh, initiatives before as well or is it these are these sort of totally new? No, we definitely did. Um, there was They've sort of always been there. We've, you know, always had yoga and um, yoga classes and, and different health and wellness initiatives that focus around that. But I think um, it's, it's just a lot more powerful now and there's a, and there's a larger focus and a larger need. Um, people are sort of reaching out for that type of thing as well um, at the moment. So it's, it's very front of mind. Um, but it has been brilliant um, being part of the company at this time in regards to that empathy piece. Um, we've had, you know, f updates from our founders where their kids have interrupted them in the middle of sort of talking to a few thousand of them at once and they're just like, oh, you know what, I'm just going to leave that in the cart, <laughs> you know, this is life. And so I think that gives um, people, uh, they sort of feel comfortable that, you know, like if that happens to me, that's okay. I was on a, a team meeting um, with our global team yesterday and I think we saw at least three or four kids on that call as they sort of jumped in or, said, you know, people said goodbye to them on their way out to daycare or whatever that happened to be. So, yeah, and, you know, um, previously I, I remember there was a thing on TV, uh, don't, don't, don't quote me on it, but I think it was ABC or a, a CNN reporter or someone like that who was doing a live cross from their home. <laughs> And their kid walked in and it, it went viral because of the kind of crazed reaction that the interviewer had. But then these days, yeah. I think that same reaction probably wouldn't have happened because it was unique at the time. Uh-huh. And now it's just every day. I've, you know, I've been saying like my, my one-year-old has appeared on that many um, uh, conference calls and, and things that she <laughs> should be by this point. Like one, <laughs> she feels like she's contributing. So uh, um, definitely, definitely. Well, I mean, take me take me back to the offices because I know Atlassian has a pretty unique culture, and you talk about the no bullshit. And having experienced that, I think it's a it's a great actual you know value to have as a company. It cuts cuts through the the the, the PR speaker, I guess. You know, in a way, yeah. everyone just says what they think. What what take us back to sort of typical Atlassian week to week, what are, what are the kinds of things that you were doing in the in the office to kind of create that workplace experience for employees before these changes? Um, so we're very conscious of um, connection points for each other. So, um, for example, we have, um, you know, we're very lucky to have a lunchroom where we um, have, have catered uh, lunches, but we have one area for that. Um, we don't have 
food and things in our kitchenettes along the floors of our building to bring people together to that one space um, to to sort of make sure that we um, have a community feel. Yeah. Um, about that. Um, and events wise, um, we run workshops. Uh, we call them skilleries, but it's sort of everything from knitting to um, building things or different craft bits and pieces. Um, so that uh, Atlassians with sort of similar interests can sort of find their tribe or find um, amongst the wider community and not just the people that they work with. Um, obviously, we have like a, a global town hall weekly um, that's streamed to the lounge areas or the kitchen areas of each office. So as you um, as spin around the world, you can see all the Atlassians hanging out watching that together. Um, so it's just we, we spend a lot of time and focus on um, connection points and where can we, we add value um, by connecting uh, Atlassians together and so that they have a lot of those sort of incidental conversations or, or shared experience and shared memories and um, that sort of thing. So we've got a, a Friday night drinks um, that's often themed and a fun thing where you can bring your a friend or your family members and we get to all hang out together. We have some large uh, events. So we have a, a large team building day um, each year a uh, holiday party to sort of celebrate our achievements and and look back over the the year um, towards the end. And we have a big friends and family day where we uh, invite all our friends and family to a big carnival at um, sort of in the middle of the city at a big park. There's rides and different exciting things as a thank you to those people um, near to us who have contributed to Atlassian, even if they're they're not paid by Atlassian, but, you know, just by making... Yeah. Is when we have a late uh, a late meeting or um, you know uh, covering for us or just listening to our um, stresses when we need to vent after a, a hard day so um, sort of a give back to them as well yeah. um, so lots of lots of um, lots of opportunity luckily um, to to chat with each other and sort of form those bonds that uh, make work enjoyable and um, yeah, just sort of a nice place to be. Yeah. You spend more time at work than anywhere else. So, you know. It's crazy, isn't it? I, I'm thinking in turn while you're saying all of that is that Connection Points is obviously great for the, the culture and finding your tribe and especially in a big company where there's so many people, some people could could feel lost within a big company of that sort. Yeah. Do, do yeah. you find that um, it also has helped spur ideas or from a work perspective pro providing those environments for people to connect has has led to things that that a business um benefits as well as opposed to uh well not as opposed to i guess even just in addition to uh cultural and and relationships and, and having people sort of find their tribe yeah definitely um i don't know about you but i i have great sessions of of um, sort of creative and and problem solving sessions when I can bounce off people and that doesn't necessarily work for me when I'm sitting in a meeting room and I have between twelve and twelve thirty to to knock that out under the um, press the pressure the pressure of having to do it exactly but to have a chat over lunch with food in front of you or and, and where where that conversation sort of finds its a natural path mm. um, and other things um, 
that way that you wouldn't necessarily discover in a in a structured format or maybe it is sort of playing table tennis for half an hour and your your hands are active but your mind you know has the capacity to to wander into different places um so i think that's really important too it's a different mechanism for um problem solving and finding um creative approaches to different things I think um than necessarily just having um time to put post-its on a wall or um you know use confluence uh to to put um points down on a on a screen um so yeah I think I think just having and then part a lot of it is also uh about trust and knowing the people that you're working with you know just yeah, um, feeling comfortable to throw, put, put yourself out there, put your ideas out there. Exactly, because you you know about them and you have a personal connection as well, so that there's there's trust and respect there, be um beyond just you're my boss or you're you know, um, you're my colleague. It's like no, you're my friend and you have my back, and I know that you're having a hard time because you know something's going on at, in your personal life because we have that banter um that means that I know when to sort of help you out and then you'll reciprocate and help me out when I need it and there's just sort of um a different working dynamic and um everything that the that my team does is about supporting that as well yeah it's very true how, how do you think that's going to play out in in the next six months because you know for ourselves I guess as as producers of experiences we're we're very much on board with the idea of the physical connection uh, and the it, you, you can't replace that in its entirety uh, online. And mm-hmm. a lot of what you're, you previously did, I guess, did rely on that sort of physical connection in the office. And how, how do you think that's going to play out in the next six months? Because I guess we've been forced to trial some of these online um, ideas at the moment which is which are awesome and which you know uh, having some great success by the sounds of it but I wonder how the balance will play out do you think in the future because I've seen a lot of companies out there as well at the moment saying you know we're we're, you're welcome to work at work at home for forever or say at your at your choice of how much or they might have only 25 percent of people back in the office for quite a long time or I'm wondering how do you have any thoughts on how that might play out with with yourselves and Atlassian or or even if you have a plan at this point, I don't know. It would be interesting to know, yeah, what your thoughts are on that. Um, it's a hard one, isn't it? Um, and we're we're sort of navigating that as we go. There's no uh, there's no rule book for this. Uh, I think you're right. I think no. I think even when we get to a place um, where it resembles more of what um, the you know we're used to, um, that this idea of opening up our um, events and experiences to remote workers or online or digital, I don't think that's going away. I think that will still, the sort of um, the result of this is that we'll still have a a greater presence. Um, So I think there's definitely going to be more of a remote experience as a remote events program in place um, for us even going forward off the back of this. And just, of course, I think more people will just be working from home more regularly anyway. For a while. Yeah, even if they weren't um, remote workers as such before this. Um, I think there's a balance. But, um, yeah, it's it's a hard one. It's sort of... um, 
some things that worked in in the office um, are just are not quite resonating in in the digital world. And then there's some things that we can do now that we never had, you know, were able to do when we were um, defined by our walls and our and our physical space. Um, we have access yep. to so much content and so many um, great uh, creatives and producers of, of content because now um, everyone's on an even playing field. You know, you, you join your Zoom link and it doesn't matter if you're from India or America or wherever, you know, now we have the same access to that as um, people in those areas did. So um, that that's brilliant opportunity that we can utilise. Um, from, I think carving deliberate space um, for for this type of experience is really important. In in the office, you can sort of stumble across things happening, and and um, or they find an organic sort of way where it, where it, it builds because someone starts and then you know someone else joins and it kind of finds its organic. Whereas um, when we're doing everything virtually uh, we've got to be a lot more considered in in structuring that time to connect and and those rituals uh, yeah. become really important as well um, and just ensuring that there's it's it's consistency um, I mean tell me about that what, what are the some of the ones that have been working really well uh, online over the last you know six to eight weeks or have there been some that have surprised you where you thought, because, I mean, I'm looking at some of the things that, that, that you guys have been doing and there's organising your fridge and freezer, there's there's knitting, there's been music uh, concerts, there's been, I mean, an awesome array of all sorts of things, a virtual game night. I mean, yeah, what, what, are, what are the ones that have been really surprisingly successful? Um, well, not surprisingly successful for a tech company, but um, we did a whole program based on Star Wars for May the 4th um, and that was very well received, obviously because it's Star Wars and a whole heap of people like Star Wars. Um, but what it did was sort of it, it was like this really niche kind of um, topic and, and conversation starter and, and people were drawn to, um, to that niche. Um, one of the other sort of ones that popped up was uh, we had a music marathon for one of our hackathons um, called Ship It and we um, put on a whole bunch of artists and different um, musical acts throughout that 24-hour hackathon and um, the the killer lineup for that one was actually Disney uh, tunes. So, you know, <laughs> but you know what? Like, hey, I was there. I love I love Disney. You're singing along. Yeah. You know what? You surprisingly would know all the words. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> or maybe not surprising. <laughs> but, you know, like it's just a real like strong niche of people who love Disney tunes. So cool that brought it in. So um, we, we're sort of used to trying to work quite broadly and try to find things that appeal to a really large audience. Um, we've actually found, I think, with this online digital offering that where it's you may have a smaller group of people watching, you know, Disney tunes, but the interaction right. over that shared passion, over that strange, you know, over that topic is really strong. There's lots of banter and conversation. And and so um, for those sort of um, events where that dive into something 
fairly particular, we get a smaller but a stronger, more engaged and more interactive band of people. So, mm. um, but then, you know, and then we've got um, a DJ on Friday nights and uh, that sounds great. You know, she's, she's got a great setup and she, she, she um, plays great music and it's a great end to the week. But what's happened there is week over week, you know, we've got a really strong band of people where that's now part of their routine. It's definitely part of mine. Um, and, you know, now we know that um, it's kind of created a, some stories and some memories and some community around that because as the weeks have gone past, well, you know what, Vincent, who I have, I have never met him, he's a remote worker normally, I know that he has the best song requests. And now it's a little like in joke for us that Vincent's there on the Friday basically being DJ number two. Um, you know, <laughs> and um, my daughter loves to get in front of the camera and dance. So now if she doesn't pop up during that session, I'm getting hit up by a message, where's the dancing baby? Where is she? And like, you know, <laughs> little um, in jokes and things that have developed in sort of that group of people who really, um, who really dig that DJ on a Friday. Um, so it's interesting. I mean, it's always so. It's like there's a wide, almost seems like a wider variety of niche ideas that have sort of un- uncovered some sort of secret uh, passions of people, almost. But then also people need a little bit of structure, and that's what I always think of the office environment. It provides that structure in your day or in your your headspace where you come into the office, and and that's the place to work. And I guess when people are at home, that those lines are blurred. Yes. But these this structure having some of these things booked in in your, in your week probably does help people to sort of try and maintain a little bit of that structure. Otherwise, it's very easy to just wander around and come in and out and yeah. it's hard to, I guess, keep focus uh, in, in, your, in your working day. Mm-hmm. And, and our longer form sort of um, events, you know, like four, four weeks of learning guitar or six weeks of Spanish lessons where it's consistent and you're exactly right, that, that time is carved out and you dedicate it and it becomes part of your routine and your habits. Um, we found a, a lot of success with that um, probably um, and, then, and then they find their little their little community and their little gathering within that, that sort of subject, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's been interesting, yeah. Look, there's one. There's one other thing I did want to touch on, which is the Atlassian Summit, which happens in Las Vegas. It's probably one of the bigger events that that Atlassian, or the biggest event that Atlassian does yeah. um, each year. And that that got affected by coronavirus and couldn't take place. And I, from what I understand, you you haven't sort of been directly involved with this one in terms of the organisation, but it went online and was turned into a webinar series. Is that is that right? A webinar series? Yeah, that's right. So. Um... It was actually on track to be the largest Atlassian event to date. Um, and then sort of the COVID um, pandemic situation started to ramp up and they had to make a really difficult decision about um, whether they cancel that live event or they move it to a digital platform or what they do with it. Um, so they made the decision to keep the program. They kept it on the original program dates. Um, so, that, but they, um, instead of doing the three days that they normally do, they um, created two days of content. Um, mm-hmm. So they did a very quick pivot. I think um, from memory that was sort of um, mid, maybe late February 
coming into March or around that time and then the summit was actually um, on the 1st of April. So they've had to, complete, had to completely turn that, um, that around on its head. So, and how, how did it go? Did, has there been any kind of anecdotal su- sort of, uh, results or success of, of how that went? Like did, did many, many people or more people than perhaps would have normally attended view that online or mm-hmm. how, did, how did that go? Do you know anything about, about that? Um, yeah, so they had um, around close to 30,000 registrations for that event, which is um significantly larger than if they um than what they're expecting to have at their live sessions in Las Vegas um they had really great conversion rates of how many uh, you know registrations to actual participants um and they they did a lot of sessions so that they did talks which is sort of traditional summit as well but they also kept um the the chat aspect of it as the sponsor hall like you know um product and practice hubs and things like that and um they they had a real success on those as well so um based off sort of industry average new time sessions and stuff they saw a big increase on that so overall it was um very well received um Everyone thought the content and the quality was great um, and I think people were just really um, grateful for the effort that was put in um, to changing it and that it... it yeah, because it's, it's a huge undertaking to do that at, at a last minute. No. Um, it's, a, it's a big effort. It's, it's interesting because I've chatted with many clients before too about, you know, do we have a, an online component to an event and... Um, a lot of the time there there's always been that question in their minds of will people still turn up to the mm. event um and i think those lines are going to be blurred even more so in the future yeah. and people have started to see the online component but then obviously also starting to understand the shortcomings of online versus face to face and the two of them i think can coexist um and they're not necessarily mutually exclusive of each other and they can actually perhaps working together be be more beneficial. Even. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't I don't think digital will replace face to face. That's sort of an, an innate human need to to find people in that physical way, and um, you get sort of different things out of it. I think by dedicating you know the day to going to the conference or something, and that clears out that space to really. Um, dive into that particular informational topic or whatever it is, whereas, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's harder in a digital world to, to pull away from all of the notifications and email things and bits and pieces. Um, but then at the same time, you know, by putting it online, you've got the whole world who can, who can access and join you and not just people in this case who can fly to um, Las Vegas for that exact time frame. Um, you've suddenly opened up your your content and your experience to the world, and that's um, that's sort of that's special in itself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, is there, is there anything else? I guess from all the the work that you've been doing, and I congratulate you, I guess on on the the quick pivot that you guys have done internally to take everything online as well from from your day to day world. Um, is there anything, any learnings, or any sort of last thoughts that you might have for people that are that are having to face that similar situation or when perhaps they've come back to the office and have to then deal with uh, remote workers 
where they're not used to doing that. I mean, are there any sort of last thoughts or learnings that you think are worth worth making note of? Um, I think the biggest thing that's come out of it is not the success of our events or how popular they were, but how it made people feel um, just by giving it a go when we haven't always got it right and some things we try and they bomb, you know, some things are great and they find a spot. But um, the overwhelming response from Atlassians for us putting in the effort to do it is that they feel cared for and they feel valued and they feel looked after. And in a time where everything's sort of so hectic and uh, a bit dangerous, it sort of makes them feel safe um, and looked after. So uh, there's so much more than just um, how many people are attending. Um, The the reach for the efforts are, are actually much broader um than just yeah the the number of attendees um and it promotes them feeling like they belong to a really um caring community um as well so uh it's and like i guess you you've also got sorry i was just going to say i think you've also got that leniency at the moment to take a few risks mm-hmm. and and uh you know being showing that you're actually having that empathy and caring for for your staff and giving them a great experience as best you can is is fantastic and then at the same time you can have a little bit of fun with it and trial some new things and and might even discover some things that you you never thought uh were going to take off yeah i think you're right everyone because we have been forced into a world of change um i think we've grown a tolerance for for things changing that um perhaps would be a little bit harder um to maneuver it um sort of in I don't know what the what I need to call it the real world the old world the the new the new normal is is what everyone's calling it because they can't can't think of a better way to say it yet there'll be something that'll come up yeah you know so everyone's sort of embracing change because we've been forced to and so there's a real window of opportunity here to experiment and 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 try different things and make changes and people are more I think accepting of that and they're going along with the ride um, because there's an yeah. understanding that it has to and it's going to so um, you know yeah. making trying to make the most of that opportunity and just try all the things you know um, make all the errors find the find the sweet spots while everyone's just sort of very tolerant of of that um, exploring and the experimentation. Totally. Well, look, Verity, it's been really great talking to you. Thanks for, for coming on and and sharing some of your wisdom and some of your successes and okay. and, and um, <laughs> things that you, things that you have you've done in the last you know six yeah. day weeks. I mean, I think it's yeah, it's a tribute to you guys, and and it's really great to see the way in which people are you know, showing that flexibility and that ability to change. And even if we're being forced uh, to do it and, you know, perhaps even a lot of people don't like change, but I think the long run, I guess, of all of this is it's going to create innovation yeah. and creativity um, and and hopefully, you know, lead us through to a, a more interesting and diverse kind of work-life balance in the future. Um, that's, I guess, the the positive spin I think on the whole thing I totally agree I'm sort of I'm looking forward to um what that looks like I think we'll we'll, I think we'll land in a better place exactly well look thanks thanks again Verity um 
And look, for everyone out there joining us today, be sure to check out the online resources we're providing to help brands emerge from the crisis stronger than before via our website, sensegroup.com.au. We've got a great range of articles there, presentations, uh, these COVID series podcasts, um, and also linking to some of the government websites, especially curated for marketing and experienced design professionals. Um, All the links you can see in the show notes. And look, stay safe, stay connected, and we'll see you next time on Behind the Experience. Behind the Experience is proudly brought to you by Sense Group, an independent experience design agency that mined the frontiers of creativity and technology to curate emotionally charged experiences that connect brands with audiences in meaningful, lasting ways. To get in touch, check out the links in the show notes.